Hello and welcome to Only Lovers Book Club, where me and my two additional gal pal Latinx babes talk about romance, break down romance, discuss characters, and on today's edition, try to determine where we would take our secret high school girlfriends if we wanted a moment alone with them. The three of us take turns every month picking a book, usually romance, doesn't necessarily need to fall within that box. They were going to be talking about my pick for the month. And the pick was We Deserve Monuments by Jazz Hammonds. Um, usually, sometimes we will dress in theme or eat or drink in theme. Um, today, we kept it light. This book has some serious topics, some serious kind of issues that are discussed. Um, and so Andrea had the fun idea to say, hey, what if we pick where we would take our secret high school girlfriends? And if you're looking at this video on YouTube, you will see that we have a variety of backgrounds showing right now. Um, I'll ask everyone what they've picked in a moment. Uh, but yeah, we're looking forward to this discussion, but we are not having any alcohol today because this is kind of a deep, it's a deep cut. So Chris, what did you pick and why did you pick it? Okay, so I have gone very literal. I am in a field of sunflowers because in the cover of the book, there's quite a few sunflowers. Each of the friends picks like a flower uh, or plant or tree to kind of like represent them in a, in a way. And so I went with sunflowers because I love sunflowers. Uh, I have a really nice memory of going to a sunflower field with Drea uh, back in Puerto Rico and Juanica, I feel like it was. Um, and that was a really fun day. But then, yes, I also could see myself like, yes, I could see myself making sweet, sweet gay love in this field of sunflowers as well. Despite the bugs, I'm probably at this point drunk on mead, you know, or something delicious uh, of that sort. And uh, we are of age and it is happening in the field. And so that's why I picked, <laughs> picked the sunflowers. So I was thinking like where in Puerto Rico specifically, like I would want this like ideal place to be. And I really like that in the book, the like juke joint that they go to is like hard to find. You have to go on some like back roads. I imagine you have to have like four wheel drive. Um, so I was kind of like envisioning that in my head. And so I have here, um, if you can see a couple on a four track, um, in the mountains of Rio Grande, because I was picturing like the kind of place you can only get to like in Fortrac or on horseback, you know, it's like, is that that kind of place? It's like muddy dirt road <laughs> kind of situation. Um, and, you know, it's nice and cool because you're pretty high up in the mountains. So, um, yeah, that's what that's what I picked for my background. <laughs> my background is like a weird mystical forest wishing well type situation. Um, the scenario in my mind would be that I or the person I'm dating live in like an old house that is probably on some big property and then we like found a well hidden in the undergrowth of trees and it has become our place where we go to make wishes. So stealing the idea from the book but making it a well instead of a tree in a river. Thank you for giving me a breakdown of why you chose your backgrounds. Um, now I picked this book, it's by Jazz Hammonds. Um, we're gonna give you a quick breakdown of the author and the story. If you guys wanna split amongst yourselves who's gonna be covering what, so that it's not just my voice droning on. We Deserve Monuments by Jazz Hammonds. Family secrets, a swoon-worthy romance, and a slow-burn mystery collide in We Deserve Monuments, a YA debut from Jazz Hammonds that explores how racial violence can ripple down through generations. What's more important, knowing the truth or keeping the peace? 17-year-old Avery Anderson is convinced her senior year is ruined when she's uprooted from her life in D.C. and forced into the hostile home of her terminally ill grandmother, Mama Letty. The tension between Avery's mom and Mama Letty makes for a frosty arrival and unearths past, past drama and trauma. They refuse to talk about Every time Avery tries to look deeper, she's turned away, leaving her desperate to learn the secrets that split her family in two. While tempers flare in her avoidant family, Avery finds friendship in unexpected places. In Simone Cole, her captivating next-door neighbor, and Jade Oliver, the daughter of the town's most prominent family, whose murder remains unsolved. 
As the three girls grow closer, Avery and Simone's friendships blossoming into romance, the sharp-edged opinions of their small southern town begin to hint at something insidious underneath. The racist history of Bardell, Georgia, is rooted in Avery's family in ways she can't even imagine. With Mama Letty's health dwindling every day, Avery must decide if digging for the truth is worth toppling that delicate, toppling the delicate relationship she's built in Bardell, or if some things are better left buried. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> I read that. When I started the book, I remember telling Shaka, I'm like, Shaka, this is what's going down in this book so far. And he was like, wait, is this a romance? <laughs> and I was like, yes, it just also has murder. <laughs> Jazz has an official one and an unofficial one on their website. And I'm going to go with the unofficial one because I think it's cuter. Um, it says, hi, I'm Jazz, pronounced like jazz with two Zs. I like writing about messy families and queer characters and finding magic in the mundane. When I'm not writing, I enjoy reading, working on jigsaw puzzles, riding my bicycle, and making my surroundings as cozy as possible. I'm a flight attendant by day and early morning, and late night, and I love exploring bookstores and coffee shops in every city I visit. I'm a sucker for autumn and rainy days and fuzzy socks. If We Deserve Monuments sounds like something you want to read, this is your spoiler warning. We are going to discuss the book at length, including the ending, so if you don't want to get spoiled, make sure to pause the episode here, grab a copy, read or listen to it, and then come back and... Um, let us know what you think and listen to our episode. I also want to issue a content warning. Uh, we Deserve Monuments has instances of racism, homophobia, death of a parent, cancer, and police brutality. So take care when you're reading that, but also as we are discussing the episode. Why did I pick this book? Um, I don't remember. I think I was just trying to find a book that would be a fun way to start off the year. And I had looked at a couple of titles that looked fun, but none of them were going to be available in time. Like was stuff that was going to be ready later on in the year. And then I stumbled onto this posting. I'm certain at some point, one of you probably shared the cover. And I remembered the cover existed when I saw this again and thought, oh, okay, I know that this is something that people have been anticipating or have been talking about, so let me look into it. And um, I did not realize it was gonna be that deep. I didn't expect this book to be such a serious one, tonally speaking, because once again, I didn't read the full description of it. I just picked it, which is what <laughs> happened the last time I picked a book that was very unexpected. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised because there was romance involved in the story and it wasn't a froofy, like sugary romance. There was like intensity and serious topics around the romance. There was a lot of like sapphic content happening. Um, and I think that the conversations that happened in the book were really interesting and also really necessary. Uh, a lot of stuff got brought up that I didn't expect to get in a book like this. And I thought the style was also really good. So I'm super happy I was able to get this at my local library, which is like five minutes away. I looked real cool leaving the building with my, my book in my hand, showing off the cover. Um, so yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And I would like to know what your overall impressions are before we start getting into the plot and the questions that I have and anything you guys specifically might want to talk about. I'm not rating books this year, but if I was rating it, this would be a five-star read for me. Um, I read it late last year, actually. I read it in December. Um, not because I was trying to be first or anything, but I mean, I did read this before everybody else. <laughs> But no, I, I like you, Tashai. I really liked it stylistically. I love the way that Jazz wrote the book, like just from a writing perspective. Um, I will definitely be reading whatever they put out next, whether or not it's with only lovers. Um, that's how much I like the book. So yeah, I, I literally have nothing negative to say about this book. I loved it 100% with all my heart and am kind of a little bit obsessed with the author now. So, 
Um, so I finished this book last. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I was dragging my feet on it. Um, I had heard enough from, I think, both of you in our group chat to know that it was going to be like a heavier book than... I mean, that's. I feel like it's unfair to say it was a heavier book because I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of the YAs that we've read together have that same kind of descriptor where, you know, there is an aspect of romance, but there's like something else going on, you know, like I'm catfishing somebody, I'm fake dating somebody and learning and, you know, accepting my my fat body, you know, like it, it's always, it's always something. Um, But I, I do think that this one kind of kicks it up a notch because of the family drama uh it doesn't feel like a superfluous family drama it felt very much very much grounded in like politically what you know what is happening what has always been happening um it's got a lot to do with racism uh and you know and the fears that queer people have about coming out to their friends and and families and how that will affect you know how that will affect our lives and the, the choices that you make affecting like the rest of your life. And, and then the whole sense about like being able to come back home. So it was a whole big basket of just lots of big heavy hitting themes. But that being said, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I dragged my feet because I'm that way when it comes to like movies and things that I know are going to make me emotional. Like I try to avoid, <laughs> I just want to gloss over. Um, but uh, with this one, it, it was all right. I, I'm learning to engage more this year anyway. But um, I, I enjoyed the story. I like the direction that the the author took it in. Um, I think because I was reading very quickly because I wanted to make sure I was, you know, had read it before book club. I There were some parts that I felt a little bit confused, confused about, especially the ending, uh, which I already talked about it with you guys about like, you know, like the weight, the weight of that ending and what the implications and ramifications were. I think maybe if I'd read it with enough time and talked about it prior to book club, I would have been like, oh, you know, but that being said, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't ever rate books. I just keep a list of the books that I've read, whether I've loved them or hated them. So uh, <laughs> uh, I also agree that this was um, awesome. Uh, I'm also glad that we read this book and it made me feel like I was reading some important stuff, you know, like it felt like the, the family dynamics made a lot of sense. I think there was a lot of painful band-aids being pulled in, in the course of the story for the characters. And I think it was very like informative and educational in, in different ways to read through these different perspectives. Um, so I got a couple of questions for you guys. Um, we'll see how many we can get through before uh, we all get sleepy, except for Christina, because she lives in the past, so she's fine. Um, <laughs> so starting off, we have a, a pretty diverse cast of characters. Um, we have a lot of different age demographics. Like the, you know, there's a good amount of perspectives we get in this in this book too. Um, but talking specifically about the main cast, so like Avery, Simone, Jade, and then Mama Letty. Um, who was your favorite? And did you feel a certain way about this cast of characters when you started reading? Because I always get nervous when I'm reading almost like an ensemble cast book that I'm not gonna get as much as I want from every character. I feel like oftentimes one character is kind of underwritten compared to the others. Um, so I was curious if you guys felt that there was enough attention for like each of the characters in that main friend group. And then who was your favorite? Did you have a favorite character? Was it one of the main cast members? Was it someone on the sidelines? My favorite was Mama Letty. <laughs> um, that was my favorite character literally from the start. Um, one, I think in general, I just liked her character. I liked how it was described. I understood why she was the way she was, where she was coming from. Um, but then sort of in a more removed perspective, I appreciated, I really appreciated a kid's book with a grandmother who is not like the super loving grandmother that you see like every day of your childhood, because I feel like as someone who reads a lot of middle grade and YA, you tend, the loving grandparent tends to be way more common than this kind of relationship where um, they don't have a relationship, period. Um, and so I really appreciated that in the book because not everybody has great relationships with their grandparents. And I think it's just nice representation for kids to see that like 
not every like family and grandparent relationship is as perfect as like the media makes it seem or their friends. So I appreciated that kind of really just very nuanced, um, you know, dicey pros and cons kind of um, relationship. But yeah, she was she was my favorite. I loved her start to finish as a character, if not always personally. Like Andrea in real life would have been crying in her room every night. Like, why does this person not love me? <laughs> like, I would have been sobbing every night. But Andrea, the reader, really liked her. <laughs> so I I think that both um, uh, Avery's mom and grandmother uh, reminded me too much of my mom and my grandmother and their relationship. But it's like they're it's identical. It's a whole different issue. But they've had the same conversations, the same fights, the same the same explosions have happened around me. So that was actually a little tough to read at times because those conversations have like literally lived them in in our house. Um, I like Simone. She's I really liked Simone. Um, I thought that she was super cute uh, and felt like a teenager. I liked how connected to astrology um, she was. I liked how, I just really liked everything about her. Honestly, I thought that she was great. And for a little while there, I wasn't sure if like Jade or like, I was wondering who was going to be the, uh, yes, I, I, I forgot about the, like I read the description before we started talking and I was like, oh, of course it says Simone right here. But like, I forgot when I started reading and I was like, oh, who is it gonna be? <laughs> And I was like hoping it would be Simone. So yeah, because <laughs> she's just she's really cute, really lovable. And I and um I guess similarly to what Dre was saying, like felt like a real character, you know, like real person. Um, panic about you know what's my mom gonna think? You know what's gonna happen if X Y Z comes out? I want to protect my friend. I felt like her worries were all valid. Like they were all just like very valid reasons to maybe want to keep something to yourself or not being ready to talk to somebody about something. And then I felt like, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that character. And I thought I didn't find it to be like a shallow love interest. I was like, oh, this feels like a well-formed, fully formed person. <laughs> yeah. And going to the second part of your question, like I loved all, I, I, I felt like I got to know and understand to varying levels of death but but i did get to know and understand all the characters um i especially really really loved like the side plot line of her mom and simone's mom like <laughs> i would say i wanted like more but like really i don't because like it's not gonna end like you know they're both in like different places it look look at paso paso you know it's like i don't want to read like that tragedy but also like every time <laughs> that it was mentioned my heart would just ache <laughs> it was just like so painful but but like that's what i'm saying like jazz does so well is like these characters we're giving such few scenes together you know and, and i was still like so <laughs> invested um and i felt that way like like i appreciated that in contrast we also got to see the relationship between avery's mom and dad and like i could totally see why they were together and like that they had the you know so i don't know i got to see like everybody's kind of interactions with everybody else you know like her dad and her grandma her mom and her grandma like mom and dad and they, i i don't know it's just i thought it was really well done and you're right there were a lot of characters but I knew who everybody was. I understood where everybody like lay, you know, in the scheme of things. And again, I think it's <laughs> just can do no wrong, you know? <laughs> I agree. I actually think that's probably one of the reasons why I like this cast of characters so much is because it was a really good job of, of making well-rounded characters who you mm -hmm. remembered when they weren't the main component of what yeah. you were reading when we were reading about one character, we still knew who the other ones were. And when they came back into a scene, it's not like I've had to do in previous books where I had to skip back a few pages and be like, who the fuck is talking? <laughs> like here it was very straightforward as to who was doing what, and it was done really well. Um, I, Chris, when you started talking about the astrology part of Simone's personality, I'm like, well, yeah, that's you. Like that was you <laughs> in high school. <laughs> 
<laughs> with like the the astrology and yeah, the I had big books on astrology. I I would did not make the connection. Um, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> You were into the same stuff. You would definitely have dated Simone if you could. Like, if opportunity had presented itself in life. Like, um, it also didn't occur to me until you brought it up that there are some parallels in, like, your own experiences. So definitely apologies. I, I think of Chris, like, I think of you, Chris, as having such a deep connection with your grandparents that, like, I didn't. You're right. I didn't make the connection of like, well, that doesn't mean your mom and your grandma have a good relationship. Just to say like, oh, yo, okay. it like did not occur to me when this was, when I was reading it until you just said it right now. And I'm like, fuck, this was probably way harder for you to read. It was tough. It was a hard read. I, I dragged my feet because it was, I was like, oh, this is going to be sad. I It took me a while to get started. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to it and I was like, this is too serious for me to listen. Right. Sometimes it's like, okay, I don't want to hear it. I just want to feel like detached yeah. from it. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to read it. And then, yeah, no, my, my mom and my grandmother, um, they're, uh, doing okay now because uh, the fight has gone out of both of them, but they, my, the, my entire life, their relationship has been like very much like this, like very much like resentments, that whole thing about like, being able to forgive each other. Like when they were at the beach, that part made me cry because that's what I've always wanted. Like I've been Avery. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna cry. Um, I've been, that's okay. I've been in the position where I've been telling my mom, like, why can't you just forgive her so that we can all just move on? Like, why can't you just, yeah. why can't you just do it? Like you're a grown up. why can't you do it? I, I understand her better now, you know, <laughs> and how that's just not so easy, but, um, but yeah, it was, well, <laughs> it was a little bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still liked it, you know. I again trying yeah. to engage more, and it's okay if it's like makes me sad or whatever. It just was it parallels a lot. But yeah, no, I'm good. I'm okay. Don't don't worry, don't worry, Chris. The the February book is just light smut. <laughs> light I'm not. Smut. I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not there's, scared. <laughs> there's not gonna be any heaviness. <laughs> I just okay. I knew. There was going to be like a cranky grandmother. I did not realize how deeply they would go into all of it. Because typically when you get a story that is YA, that involves a grandparent, you get like hints about what has happened. And then things get fixed. The child saves the store and the family doesn't have to worry about money. And so everything is okay now. And the family can forgive each other. With this one, there was like so much work that had to be put in. So I appreciate where it went. But yeah, this was definitely like a very well written. I also thought it did a good job of like showing how, because I think it happens a lot, right? That like, the way someone parents their child is not the same way that they grandparent their grandchild. So like the way that she was like, eh, whatever, Avery's gay, you know, versus like how she reacted with her own daughter, I think is a very realistic portrayal of like many grandparents now who are way more chill about things that, you know, they, they might have been abusive physically, emotionally, you know, psychologically, whatever with their own kids, you know, but just like Los Años, you know, and, and now it's like 40 years later and they're like, why not, whatever. So I thought that was really well done too, because I mean, yeah, I know in my family, like my paternal grandparents, like I've always had a great relationship with them, but like if they had done the things that they did to my dad and my aunts and uncles, like today they would have gotten arrested. Like CPS would have gotten called, you know what I mean? But like yeah. the way that the way that they were as parents, as young <laughs> immigrant parents who had like who came from Cuba with like nothing and were under like a lot of stressors, understandably, mucha gente en la casa, but like the way they were as parents, noche día with how they were as grandparents to us. So it's like, I don't know, you know, people people are grow up and are a little bit different. So I thought that was, that part was really well done too. Again, now that I'm older, you just it's just age. It's just experience. Like you're just not the same person after a few generations. Like <laughs> I also just think grandparents don't think that a, a wild grandchild is gonna reflect on them. 
Mm-hmm. It's gonna reflect on their child, but at that point, it's yeah, like, I don't know, like people are gonna talk about me. They're gonna talk about my kid, and I did what I could. You know, I did my best to raise him. If the grandkid's mm-hmm. doing something else, like, it's not made up on It's like there's a there's a middleman there. <laughs> yeah. And um, this doesn't really have to do with characters or anything, but I did think that uh, the story did a really good job of not excusing someone for their terrible behavior just because they were dying, you know? Um, (laughs) And also showing that process of dying, which uh, can be pretty harrowing. We uh, read in my other book club, Queerthology, where you died. It was one of the first books we read together. It was about death positivity or death neutrality. And um, I thought it was, I thought it was uh, interesting because, you know, a lot of people don't get to be bedside, you know, when they're when their loved ones pass away. Um, and I liked that it they showed kind of like that there was still humor in the in the process, you know, uh, even though it was like crushingly sad. Like it was a crushingly sad moment because, you know, Avery's trying to connect with her grandmother. Her grandmother is not the easiest person to open up to and, you know, has, you know, had morally dubious decisions in the past um and even so like her passing still affected the family uh and she was sad about it and Avery's mom was sad about it um but they were still able to treat it with some lightness like they were prepared for it and it still happened and it was still like tough but it it, it happened and then they were able to kind of like move on even further into moving on from whatever was holding that conflict between all of them. So I thought that was cool. It, it, I thought that was cool. <laughs> Following the same like river of thought um, th- that poked out earlier about um, Avery's mom and Carol, did you know that there were, did, did either of you imagine that there were going to be like queer undertones to that relationship? Because as I was reading, the the reaction between the two felt like that of someone who would have ha- had some sort of like additional relationship going on but i couldn't tell if it was going to be something where they had dated or if they had been like experimenting with each other because there is kind of a fine line in relationships and friendships when you're younger where it's kind of like you could just be soulmates but platonically just loving on each other and people will read into it and and will put a a filter over it and read into it and assume that they know what's going on um so part of me was like oh yeah like maybe one of them is or maybe they did date oh i don't know i was like waiting for the reveal um but because mama letty was so chill with avery i was i i couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't figure out if it was going to be or if it wasn't going to be. So I was curious if you guys just like knew before I did where this was going to go or if you had hints that it was going to go somewhere and how you feel about it. If you feel like it added to the story and like the tension or if it took away from Avery's own like queer journey. I definitely knew that that's where it was going. Um, I agree. The minute they like ran into each other, like on the doorstep and i i agree that was like a charged introduction for sure and then that combined with the fact that like her mom never mentioned this woman like ever in avery's whole life you know what i mean like it was just weird i was like there's a reason this lady has not been mentioned um And so I figured there was something there. And then once we got to the scene where like they had that moment where like Carol was like resting her head on her shoulder, then I was like, okay, so the fight with the mom was over like them doing something. Like that's when it was like, okay, like for sure, then that's what the fight is. Um, Because that like confirmed like, okay, there was a relationship, you know, this is probably what went down. I liked that that was the cause of their conflict because like I said, I think that is very realistic. I think there are a lot of grandparents who would not have been okay with their kids coming out as queer, but now have queer grandchildren and react in a much different way. Um, So I thought it was very realistic. I thought it added to, um, even if I knew what was going on, Avery certainly did not. 
And, and I think it was so hard for Avery to wrap her head around it because her grandma was like totally fine with her being queer. So I thought it really worked in that scenario because it let the reader know what was going on without Avery knowing what was going on and just making the whole dynamics between the three like so much more complex. And then also it like broke my heart once like, once she mentioned how like when she told her mom she was queer her mom went and like cried in the shower i was like <laughs> she's thinking of carol <laughs> oh yeah it just, like oh, broke my heart i was like that was not about avery at all it was literally mom crying over her ex and it was so sad <laughs> but anyway yes i did know but it did not take away anything from the story for me listen i didn't know I had a feeling that they had a I had a feeling that it might have been something but I until that until Avery sees them at the hotel I was like get out of here are you serious like I, <laughs> in this edition of Christina is stupid uh, I was like oh shit they must have had like a terrible fight and I thought that the fight that happened between uh, Avery's mom and Mama Letty was about the was about the gun or something you know what i mean so or or was about like her finding out something that had to do with like ray because she never wanted to talk about ray and they always fought about it yeah and they always fought about it so Mm -hmm. i thought that the fought the i thought that the fight had to do with ray and that just that carol not carol's carol's mom carol carol period that's her name I just thought that the moms had had a fight and had a falling out, uh, but not necessarily that they were together. Once uh, Avery sees them at the hotel, I was like, wait a minute. Hang on a second. It took me a little while to <laughs> I mean, took to me a little be while fair, to get there. Like, their fight was definitely not just about one thing, right? Like, there's so yeah. much going on between them that, like, yeah. I wouldn't even say that that, like, we don't really know what was, like, la ultima gota, you know? Because there was clearly, like, a lot of stuff going on in that house. Yeah, plus um <laughs> when uh, like I I understand cuz I understand if that was like the big fight that they'd had before Avery's mom left the house, but they were coming mm-hmm. back and she was already a married woman with a child. And so I just couldn't imagine the fight being about gay shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck what who cares? She's already married. Like she's already fulfilled her like hetero check oh no 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 yeah no yeah no no you're right the fight once she already had i'm sorry i didn't know what fight you were talking about um yes that fight was about the gun okay okay so i just thought the one the one where she comes back and avery's like a little kid and then they just like hightail it out of there with like the plane that was about the wait that was about the gun yeah, because like, that's or, when the well, murder I, she happened. like found out. Yeah, like she finds out. Like she knew. Like Avery's mom knew this entire time that her mom had murdered this lady. Yeah. No, I think she didn't believe that it was like a revenge tip for tat thing because she didn't believe her dad had been murdered by these people, but like she knew what her mom had done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know that the I know that the revenge plot happened when she was older. Because the way that it's described, it happened years later. Like, you know yeah. that this woman mm-hmm. had already had a child because she was murdered by the time Jade was, like, a young kid. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, I was trying to figure out what, I don't think I ever realized that she maybe had, like, found the gun or something. But now that you're saying yeah, it, yeah, I know yeah. that. No, no, like, she, she, left, she left the house. The, the gay thing happened, and then she leaves the house. Yes. But then, and like, she comes she back with the, back with the kid and, and, like, figures out what was happening and then I guess in her head was like well I'm not gonna turn you into the cops but I'm like bye this is the last time you will see me in this house yeah yeah, yeah it was like, a lot of stuff going story. on <laughs> <laughs> so because of all of that I did not think uh, immediately that the moms had been a thing when they were teens um then afterwards I was like oh okay it's just a lot big old delicious stew of drama delicious indeed um okay since we're talking about that revelation how did you guys feel about the ending because i was left conflicted and then had to go back and reread it a couple times because i thought i was misunderstanding it and then it kind of 
it took me a bit to digest it. And then I was trying to decide if with the revelation, if my image of the grandmother had changed because of it, and then thinking about how that must have been, you know, a similar experience that um, Avery's mom had too. Like, not only have I had this abusive relationship with you, but now you're a murderer. Like now you've killed somebody. <laughs> and how am I supposed to work through my own resentments and drama with you when you like have done this crazy, crazy thing that like you, I, I could have tried to talk you out of it. Like, like the insanity that comes from like that revelation. Um, I can't imagine it experiencing myself myself because even having a small taste of it at the end of this book, I had to go back and reread it like three, two, three times. So I just wanted to know how you guys felt about it because I think for the purposes of the book, I was down with it. But then I feel really bad because the mom didn't do anything. But it is one of those like an eye for an eye type of things, even though it didn't necessarily achieve what she wanted to achieve. So what do you guys think? Mira, I... <laughs> I felt I felt so bad for Jade because she's just been <laughs> she gets her mom murdered by someone who like uh -huh, thinks it's his revenge plot but actually it only hurts Jade and then like her best friend starts secretly dating first of all doesn't tell her that she's queer and then starts secretly dating like their mutual friend breaking their dating promise and then it turns out the other friend grandpa was murdered by her grandparents and then jay never even found out about mama letty's murder because i feel like that would have been that would have been like, i don't know what jay i don't know what jay would have done if it's like a fourth thing <laughs> but but like that girl had to go through a lot in this book <laughs> and like i get she's rich and has all these things going for her but like i still felt real bad for her like that was because she was like a good kid and she had all these shitty things happen to her. She's just trying to undo her family's racism and uh -huh. bullshit one kind act at a time. And then she's like, well, you know, we never found my mom's murderer, but hopefully I can help. She literally suspects her dad. I thought, and then whenever yeah. they talked about it, whenever they talked about it, that made me so like sad for her too. Like, mm -hmm. I obviously don't want to lose sight of the real tragedy here, which is that Ray was fucking brutally murdered and, like, never... Did they ever even recover his body? Right? I, no, no, he was... they didn't. So, that's yeah, why, that's brutally... why the mom... That's why Avery's mom was always like, you don't know that he got murdered. Like, we never found a body. Like, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it just was... Yeah, I felt bad for Jade and in the mm -hmm. same in a in a different way, I guess, that I felt bad for for Ray for getting yeah. murdered. And then I felt bad for, you know, because of that that moment, right? Rippled out throughout their all of the characters' lives, you know? It rippled out into Avery's mom's life because Letty wasn't able to kind of like overcome this loss. Um yeah. it it um affected you know, Mama Letty's like state of mind, what she felt like she had to do to get closure. And in so doing, kind of like really altered this other child's life. It is just cycles of violence, right? You know, mm -hmm. it, it's just kind of like one of those things where I can understand why Mama Letty would have done that. Um, but I mean, I, and it, even with that understanding, still knowing that it was wrong. When Avery finds the gun, right? I was like, get out of here. No. Like, it was very much similar to me realizing that Avery's mom <laughs> and Carol were together. I was like, no way. Are you kidding me? I mean, none of the characters in the mid chapters where you kind of like follow one person along, they don't repeat a lot, right? It's usually just one person's point of view, if that. Uh, and then kind of like, you know, just kind of like, focus in on a, a one person and then we kind of like back out and see the bigger picture. Right. And so I was like, man, I wonder when we're going to get a mama Letty chapter. And when it was the last one, I was like, Oh shit, she fucking did it. And you know, I was like, Oh my God, make it in chunk. 
And it's so strange because usually for a young adult, right, the ending feels a little lighter. All of the patching up that they did, all of the things that they kind of like had to overcome, it, it, even temporary, even if it was just temporarily, like that happy feeling of everything's going to be all right was like gone, gone from me. Did they just stop yeah. being friends? Damn, that was... A very intense season of friendship. Yeah, because she, yeah, she, they they finish college, they go to college, and then um, because Jade's not at the hotel all anymore, in different the, places. Yeah, and then so the memory of her mom starts I know fading they paint over the memor the monument. I know they paint over the mural. Yeah, and they eventually like they were trying to petition to get the the grandparents monument bills and they were like no no <laughs> yeah yeah it was a it was the sad last fucking chapter i was like what <laughs> the fuck basically simone simone went to spellman like she had wanted and then amelia went to um oh sorry not amelia uh what's the jade? name of the jade jade yeah. went to art school in new york city and never came back to bardell and then Avery Avery became um, a park ranger in like national forests. Cool. So it just seemed like they went like completely like different states, like different careers, and like yeah, because Avery didn't know what she wanted to to do. Gosh. Well, having gone through all of the story, I and this isn't a question. I think this is more just like a a, a thought that um, I was trying to understand the idea of of monuments and i think the way that it ends with grandma letty's little vignette where, where it's talking about like the last words she would write it's almost like i don't think that i had interpreted monuments as like remember like remembering like mm -hmm. we it's not just oh we deserve monuments because we deserve recognition it's we deserve to be remembered like our stories deserve to be remembered too and I think looking at it from that point of view, then the fact that Ray's murder was like never solved, was never recognized, was never seen as something that actually happened. It's crazy because the same thing happens to Jade's mom and you get this big mural. You get all these efforts made to try to like preserve her memory. But none of that was ever an option for Ray because he was like a black man that was murdered. Mm -hmm. So I I think now I'm gonna be like thinking back onto the book and and it's gonna like synthesize more in my deep brain of like wow mm -hmm. there's so much more depth to this because I'm like oh yeah she <laughs> wants to like get a monument made to like her her mom but it's like oh shit it's not even it's like what it represents yeah it's the the permanence of our lives and like who doesn't doesn't deserve that um. Do you think a no dating policy would work in a friend group? Because I read that part and I immediately was like. <laughs> I feel like I read that a lot in YA and it always gets broken. Like it's never like successful. It's just like a plot device. <laughs> no way. I've never. I've no, not, not, not in your life. Not. Nope. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't met anyone in real life that had has one, but I've seen it all like a lot in books and again i really it's always just like a plot device to set up the fight for when one person inevitably starts like secretly dating someone yeah yeah exactly yeah. and i mean was, like, in the kissing booth they're like we have the rules of our relationship rule number 17 you can never hook up with my brother i'm like that's a real specific rule <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's okay. not a thing. I don't believe it's a thing. And it might be a young person thing, but I don't think it's actually a thing. No, it's having not. been a young person myself at one point a long time ago. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a writer thing. Yeah, it's I'm, a writer oh, thing. I would agree I've with known, that. I've known you. Um, my last question was uh if I have had this conversation with Shaka so many times. Yeah, he is very clear on the fact that if he gets murdered, I will not be seeking revenge. I will not be doing anything. I will probably just write a sad book about it. Whereas I am clear that if I get murdered, he will go out, you know, like all those movies where like the guy like loads himself up with five guns and like takes off into the sunset and won't rest until his wife's like, like that's exactly what he would do. And I have tried to talk him out of it. I'm like, 
you know, <laughs> like you, you don't want to be in jail. Like then their kids, you know, your kids will never see you. And like all these people, he is adamant that if I get murdered, he is 100% murdering that person. That's un understandable. I would, I would absolutely hunt down. <laughs> I, mean, I know who did it. <laughs> exactly. I, I would. Were like the evidence points to exactly right. I would. No, I would. I would leave town. I would leave town so I never have to see this person again. I would definitely. Uh, yes, I'm not above. Uh, I don't want to. I mean, I'm not admitting to anything. Let's just let this be said. This is in the context of the book and the book only. So if this doesn't like age well because <laughs> some happened in the future, I'm just talking about how I feel about it today. Um, no, I'm not above, I'm not above it. I would absolutely, yeah, if someone did like some awful shit to my sister or any of y'all and like justice wasn't served, I'm going to go find it. I'm going to go find that justice. I would not, I, I don't know if I go uh, as far as like, you know, involving someone who wasn't completely involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that would just be kind of like doing the same shit. But like, let's say, yeah, somebody like does something awful and gets away with it. And I know who it is. I'm going to make it my life's mission to ruin their lives. <laughs> I think I decided that I wouldn't necessarily like kill the person, but I would, I would, yeah, I would try to find a way to like ruin that person's life. I I'd would psychologically <laughs> torment them. I would just make their life a living hell. They would want, they I would, would not want to be around them. And then I would have them get arrested for like soliciting from a minor. No, no I, I would definitely try them. to be like a la hard candy. Yeah. <laughs> of like, Mister, I'm just a 14, 13 year old child. Oh no. Tee hee hee. Locks the door. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all I had as far as questions for We Deserve Monuments. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to chat about? Any pending questions that we didn't dive into? I tried to cover a character's plot and the bananas ending uh to the best of my ability oh so, i think the, the only thing, thing i would add because I, I don't think we talked about like setting but i thought the setting was really well done too like this felt like any of the small towns surrounding where i live like rural central virginia uh sounds a lot like uh rural georgia <laughs> Um, so I, I just thought that those descriptions, like the the atmosphere, you know, the the setting was spot on too. Yeah, I really liked it too. It felt very humid. Like just reading it felt very <laughs> like sticky. Like I yeah, I could feel. Yes, <laughs> I've been in this heat before. This sounds familiar to me. Yeah, and um <laughs> the 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 dance club restaurant uh safe haven for queer folks uh i really like that i really like that area uh i thought that was a sweet place and yeah i kind of want to go <laughs> i love that too that was like this is the safe space where you go and like queerness thrives and you're brown and you're black and you're beautiful and i was like <laughs> um, carol stop pretending you're straight <laughs> yeah but aside from that aside from the setting being really great aside from like the the rennie being super cool i did like that avery's dad just always knew his place you know and uh i kept <laughs> kind of waiting for him to act up you know and he never did and i i, I only have to say thank you to jazz for that because i like i could not deal with one more goddamn thing <laughs> <laughs> I like I liked it when when Mama June was like, "You went off and you married this white man, and you never came back here." Da, da, da. And you know he could have interjected and he could have tried to be the peacekeeper like more forcefully. I think he was just trying to support everybody in the most unobtrusive way possible. Yes, and I do think that it was cool that Avery calls him out. She's like, "Oh, you're always leaving." He's like, "I gotta make money." Like, well, you know, I have to make money, but also understanding that you know. Certain things couldn't happen if he was there. This is not like his mm -hmm. place. And so I like that he was very much out of the drama picture uh, and was still supportive of his wife and of his daughter, but yeah, like I definitely will... did not like, you know, did not become that white guy, that white husband. And like, uh, am I the asshole Reddit poster? You know, like, not, not that. I appreciated that that didn't happen. <laughs> No, I was, um, when they first mentioned moving there, literally the first thing I wanted to do what, or t was like, 
what are these people doing for money? Like they're just, you know, they're still paying uh, their DC place and now they're just like up and leaving for Georgia. So um, th that's like such a small thing, but I was like so thankful that there were like very logical explanations. Like, okay, mom is like doing remote like classes and like writing research and shit like that. And then the dad actually leaves to go do like his freelance gigs. And I was like, okay, okay, cool. It, it just made it, I, I don't know. I just, I needed that to also, cause everything else was like so realistic <laughs> that I was just very pleased to have that make sense too, because I wanted them to be in Georgia, but I also wanted it to make sense financially <laughs> for them to be in Georgia. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thank you guys for reading this book with me. I had a really good time and I learned a lot and I cried a little, not today when I was reading the book. Maybe I'll cry after this. Who knows? I'll be remembering and reminiscing in this. Fill me in on what your current reads are. I'm reading Crying in H Mart and I downloaded like two or three library loans that I'm probably not going to be able to finish. So let's just say Crying in H Mart for now. Uh, I am, uh, I found myself reading a book by a white man. Uh, it's called Curse of the Reaper. Um, and it's a, it's a horror novel where um an actor who's played like a, a a type of like that's like freddy krueger or like jason Voorhees, he's like the murderer in the movie and then he's played it for the entire franchise and now he's uh you know he's kind of like a has-been he does like the the convention circuit and uh they he finds out that you know uh they're remaking the franchise but not with him and so they're remaking it with this guy who's just kind of getting out of rehab and then you know the reaper starts showing up and actually murdering people. And is it actually the reaper or is it this fucking old guy just <laughs> going crazy and killing everybody? Cause he's feels like he doesn't have a purpose anymore. Like it's really um, an engrossing story, but it's also like very B, B movie, you know, like, Oh, I gotta know what happens now, but I wouldn't say it's like stellar writing. All right. Well, I'm reading two things. I'm reading what my bones know, a memoir of healing from complex trauma. Um, and it's about having complex PTSD. Uh, so it's like very depressing, but in a very beautiful way because the author is an actual writer, like who's been writing professionally for her whole career. And I always think that memoirs by people who are already writers just hit different. <laughs> um, so I've been appreciating that even though I'm still shook that complex PTSD is not an actual medical diagnosis. <laughs> um, and then in a lighter mood, I am also reading Be Real, Macy Weber. Well, that wraps up this episode of Only Lovers Book Club. Thank you so much for making it to the end and spending some time with us during this very heavy discussion. Uh, we will see you next month when we read something from a repeat author here at Only Lovers. But until then, Bye. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us. You can support Only Lovers Book Club by dropping some change in our tip jar and buying some books with our bookshop link. You can find us on Instagram at Only Lovers Book Club and from there find our individual accounts and projects. Feel free to favorite or rate us if that's an option for you, but always make sure to like and subscribe and turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode.